0: Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenants, Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry. I'm going to banter today, Carolyn. Yay. My name's Dave Clay. <laughs> it's with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. Yes. My name's Dave Clay. I just spoke to Carolyn. Um, Carolyn, banter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm ready. It's escaped my mind. I'm not a banter person. I don't suppose.
1: I guess I, that would leave it to me to
0: do that then. <laughs> but I did. I was going to ask you a question. I don't know. There was another no place okay. I was going to go to, but I don't know where it was. Uh, Carolyn, I bet you are a twofer person. Is this, ban- is this our banter? <laughs> yes. Two
1: for, as in like you get two for one, two for the price of one. Is that what you're referring to?
0: Yes. I don't even know how you spell that. I, I know it's probably a T-W-O.
1: F-E-R. I don't know. Ask the crazy coupon lady. She well, see, there.
0: I'm. this would be my bantering problem. I would want to say there's two words there, Two W O T-W-O-F-O-R, so I should probably go two-four, but then that takes all the fun out of a two-four. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and, it doesn't and, sound and nearly as exciting. I,
1: I, I will say, well, I don't even say 2 in my everyday language, but I am not one that says BOGO. I am not one of those people. I mean, I like couponing and thrifting, but I, I just can't bring my, my mom, raise me, you know, a certain way, and and she gets mad when I say holler, but she'll say, it's hollow, Carolyn. So when you're raised by Emily Post, you don't really say twofer, <laughs> but I do like a good bargain. Well, I am are, the queen of liking good bargains. <laughs> well,
0: are you a good <laughs> shopper then, I suppose?
1: I like to think so. yes. I actually measured toilet paper by square feet the other day.
0: Oh my! So how many <laughs> <laughs> how many rolls do you get into when you're starting to talk about square feet? Because my container oh. at home on the wall, by that holds of the toilet <laughs> paper, will only hold a certain size roll, yes. and that it refuses annoying, it? It refuses to take in any other. Yes, accommodated and when they other.
1: make the big, giant, huge roll, then you can't do it. So I learned this tip from Crazy Coupon Lady, who, by the way, is reputable, but Tim seems to think that she's not. But anyway, so it's because he doesn't read the fine print, but I learned that it's very simple. You don't have to do They make memes of how to do math with um, You know paper towels and toilet paper stuff because it'll have all these different, you know, four equals six and six equals 18 Well, it's very simple. You look down at the bottom of the package and you see how many square feet it is total and then you look at the price It's very easy. So if it's 500 square feet for $5 or 10,000 square feet for $5, you know which one's the better deal. So you don't have to be a mathematician. You just have to read the little small
0: numbers. Yes. I did that. And I count on those, except have you noticed sometimes this... They're 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 not there. Yes. It's a bit of a conspiracy. Yes, I'm not necessarily I... inclined to be a conspiracy. Yes, oh it is. Conspiracy theory person. Yeah. Whatever that. Yes, you I, are. Don't yeah. say you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I just want to understand how it all uh-huh. works. Okay. They're yeah. not conspiring against mm-hmm. me. I just need to understand really? where their angle is. Mm-hmm. But it, <laughs> I guess they on certain products or certain things they really don't want you. Detergent, to
1: Detergent, they don't. So that makes me mad because I know they're doing it on purpose. <laughs>
0: so being such a good shopper you're always looking for a bargain
1: I like a bargain yes i you know sometimes I will sometimes I'll fall for it <laughs> not fall for it is the trick but um, you know I some things I, I will hold the line on if it's a certain you know brand I like I don't care you know I still want that but yes I am all about a good deal so what if it's free well, that's even better.
0: You would take it? <laughs> you
1: know, okay, so there's a thing. There's a, there's a, a as a coupon person or, you know, queen. a thrifty the cu- shopper. I the don't coupon, coupon queen. I don't coupon anymore. I used to extreme coupon. I don't want to do that anymore. But I do consider myself thrifty, or as I like to say, frugal. Bella calls it cheap. <laughs> Just because it's free doesn't mean I need it. So there's a line, especially after reading, um, the magic art of letting go or tidying up Marie Kondo's book, just because, you know, and I tell my husband that he'll say, Oh, this shirt's, you know, five dollars. And I'll say, do you need it? Because if you don't need it, I don't care if it's free. Mm. We're not taking it. So there's a, there's a balance there just because something's in a good deal. doesn't mean you necessarily get it. Mm. So I. I have learned that one in what, you know, something comes in the house and I'm getting rid of something.
0: And I don't know that you were going exactly. necessarily in a direction of value, uh, but I think <laughs> <laughs> it's been said, and I would agree not in a conspiratory. Well, that's, like that's the word. Like are general, right. But, but free know. means there's no value. I've heard a lot of people say that if it's free, it's not worth anything. Mm. Right. And mm. uh, I think that that would be probably a common sense thing, maybe a human thing. So I'm going to talk about the, the free gift that we get in Jesus Christ and certainly our that salvation. Free. Now, now, But it's not cheap. No. Well, once again, I mean that, yes, and you just proved the point. We can go down that path and that is an easy way to go down because we know exactly what it costs. At least us who understand the word and what salvation is predicate upon. But, you know, I read a passage the other day, and I thought, this is wisdom. And I thought it so much it was wisdom that I wanted to commit it in some sort of a way to, to some memory. And I thought, you know, there's just certain scripture that you read that you just think, this is so wise. And then you begin to not only commit it, commit it in some way to memory, but you begin to apply it to your life. And so here it is. This would be John 11. And I'm going to start with verse 47. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men who believe on him, and the Romans shall come, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, "...Ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us, that one man should die for the people, and that the and that the whole nation not perish or perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation, and not for that nation only." that that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth they took counsel together for it to put him to death. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence unto a country near to the wilderness, into a city named Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. Again, John 11, and uh, I read, I think it was verse 47 all the way through 54. So I'm reading this, right, and I'm thinking, my initial, right, Mm -hmm. thought on this is, this is wise. I mean, it's just like gets my attention. Of course, as we said, I don't banter. So I like go for the real meaty stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But This is one of those real meaty verses. And it's not Mm -hmm. that I've never heard it before, but maybe that is also what's so profound about that. Significant that you can hear that over and over again. Every time you hear it, Mm -hmm. it has great impact. And I thought, isn't that so amazing? One, Caiaphas, the high priest. Two, that he was doing in some measurable way, work of the Lord in the sense of prophecy, Mm -hmm. which I I don't know that I typically reserve that to the high priests at least of Jesus' time. But obviously, God was working there. And with that, this idea that one man should die for the people, And that the whole nation perish not. And it just seemed like, yes, that's exactly what should happen. Mm -hmm. Because it is so right. And it is so Jesus. Mm -hmm. And as you kind of took us down a little bit down that path, we know what the price of that was. And we know the value of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, God established that value uh, as it being part of our salvation. But it's love, and though it was of great value, Jesus gave it to us, even in human terms, in such a sacrificial manner. And once more, we know all of that. But when I read this, I think a little bit of that, but then I got to thinking, but this is Caiaphas. And he's talking kind of twofers, (laughs) or buy one get one. And I thought to myself, that's something I never thought about before. This idea that somehow Caiaphas had really no comprehension. He said the words, mm-hmm. <laughs> they resound with me, maybe again after the fact, after what I know, after my salvation experience in Jesus with Holy Spirit, and sort of wisdom and anointing. I recognize that, but it's attached to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But Caiaphas, I'm not sure, recognized that in that way. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, in the first part of that, verse 51, it says he did not say this on his own. There's a high priest, that year he prophesied. So it makes me want to know a little bit more about Caiaphas, um, who I haven't done like an in-depth study on, but um, he did speak some we <laughs> It says he spoke up. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. He doesn't normally say anything. And he says, you know nothing at all. So... Apparently, um, you know, he's sort of correcting them, you know, you don't know anything. Um, and then he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. So... All peoples.
0: Not, not only, only... Not only the Hebrew to, people, but all mm-hmm. that would otherwise be part of...
1: To bring I mean, them together and make them one. Yes.
0: Accepting Christ, that's what I was going to say, mm-hmm. Was would become eventually the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Or would eventually be what I think very
1: the, interesting well yes
0: and and <laughs> of course I'm all about the humanism I'm not all about the humanism because I want to live that type of life or I admire it or I guess aspire to it or admire it in that sort of way of aspiration but I'm all about the humanism because I am mm-hmm. human right and, and I'm not divine at least not in a material dimension. What? Now, I have divine in me by proxy mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. I have prophecy in me mm-hmm. by proxy of, of the Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus Christ is a spirit of prophecy. So, as he lives in me, it is prophetic. It's me coming to even that point. I think that's kind of an interesting thing, too. Mm-hmm. That thought is, uh, really, the prophecy that's in me is that it's a finished work, I'll, I'll, all these things that we know about Christ that at that point Caiaphas probably had no context to or no understanding of. He just, it's like in the middle of, of, of I don't know what, he just like stood up and said this most beautiful, wonderful, awesome thing. You know, and you, you look at it and you say, where are, what did that did come out of his mouth? Mm-hmm. Because he was there also at the end when they were right. all taking Jesus or as the plot was unfolding and taking mm-hmm. Jesus in and they were going to crucify him and Pilate was part of that and Caiaphas was part of that. Mm-hmm. So, so it he was not a, a noble character. He was not mm-hmm. great virtue in that way. But, you know, I think to myself, I think God, though, can speak to us and with that, we can understand what the actual value of that is. But once we understand what the value of it is, it also becomes very difficult to accept it freely. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, isn't that the paradox? Because I mean, it's freely given. Why do you want it? Mm-hmm. Got to be something about it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about the human side of me. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the cost, really? There's got to be a... It's not a conspiratory. But what's the cost? You know, What's it going to cost me? Mm-hmm. You know, Why would you give me anything free? Of course, I'm basing all that once more out of that humanistic. Mm-hmm. But I really need to put on the mind of Christ to understand this.
1: Right. And then, you know, right before that, <clears throat> the context is so important because... You know, they called everybody together and said, what are we accomplishing? (laughs) What's going on? This man, you know, if we let him go on, everybody's going to, you know, believe him. Then they're going to take everything away from us. You know, they were scared and feeling threatened. And so, you know, that's when he kind of spoke up. But, you know, they were all sort of coming together, which, you know, they they were afraid. You know, what's going to happen? This guy's gaining some traction as you like to say. And he is a threat to us. Take away our temple and our nation. Our place, I think you said, the King James says. So, you know, they, they were already in a position where they seen him as a threat. He's powerful. They've seen him do miracles. Um, so Caiaphas basically is kind of like calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you don't know anything at all, so I think, it, in a way, he was diffusing the situation. But it was already coming to pass. Of course, we know well, that's all part of God's plan, and we knew, you know, we know from hindsight what's going to happen. But um, well, and they, they were, didn't know, you know, uh, they didn't know what was going to happen. No,
0: and, and I and I <laughs> think genuinely, we're we're in our humanistic mm-hmm. sort of, I guess, orientation mm-hmm. on the front end of the podcast today, whereas we like to start with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the idea that we're understanding the mind of Caiaphas, uh, they were going to take his kingdom away. They are going to take everything away. Mm-hmm. These robots were not going to put up with an insurrection. Right, right. And obviously, well, well I'm not going to give away the end of the podcast at this moment, but all the things that had led up to that in an immediate sort of way that that caused them to mm-hmm. call this meeting mm-hmm. together, right. they knew.
1: Something's going to happen.
0: If, if this yeah. thing caught fire, mm-hmm. like it's catching fire, mm-hmm. and they can see it, catching mm-hmm. fire. Right. It's spreading. The rumors are spreading. They were hearing all these right. stories about what was right. happening. They knew this thing was going to catch mm-hmm. fire, mm-hmm. and things are going to be completely different. Like a runaway train. But they didn't know what we know mm-hmm. about salvation. Right. Caiaphas had no idea. He was still trying to do, I suppose you could give him a bit of cred... That he was trying to do what they thought was best politically. Mm -hmm. They thought what was best as within the context of who they were. A Hebrew people. Mm -hmm. Their father Abraham. The Mosaic law. All the covenants. The basis of that. The Ten Commandments that Moses had brought down. God had given Moses on the mountaintop right there. They were still trying to do it out of that. Mm -hmm. But they were very (laughs) humanistic Mm -hmm. in their thinking. Mm -hmm. Probably the fault there was they were too concerned about doing it themselves. To understand that's really the paradox. And why I think this passage is so profound to me. It doesn't come from me. It comes from Christ in me. But even for Christ, it wasn't going to come out of his flesh. That wasn't what was going to happen. God was going to, in that fiery sort of way... Bring new life to them mm-hmm. out of his power. Because humanly, Caiaphas was probably right. It wasn't going to end well if this thing had caught fire as much he could conceive it. But then we're right when we begin to understand the mind of Christ, mind of God. Mm-hmm. It is not only fiery, not only is it fiery, it's going to catch fire. Everybody's going to get this. Or at least have the opportunity to get this if they can get past the buy one get one free or the get it for free kind of thing. See the value in it. See what this is really all about. But Caiaphas didn't realize that God was going to make this far superior to anything, any, including the Romans. Even the, even the Romans caught it.
1: Mm-hmm. They, he didn't understand it, and that's the <clears throat> the paradox as well is. Today, when we tell people about the free gift of salvation and Jesus' love, they don't, if they don't understand his love, then, you know, they're afraid of it. They're, it's it's fear. I mean, you can obviously see the fear because at the very last, I think the, last, the next last verse that you read, so from that day on, verse 53, they plotted to take his life. So it's getting serious. I mean, it's more than just like, you know, he's... He can take over, this fire's going to spread, now we're going to kill him. You know, so it...
0: Um, well, again, yeah. it was all about them. They were making right. that assessment. They put the value. Mm-hmm. They still weren't doing it in the <laughs> freeway. Mm-hmm. You know, not freeway like cars, but the free dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we were talking about it earlier, they were putting value on it, but they were making it based on themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the value to me?
1: Yeah. Their understanding, their fears, their human side. And that's the dangerous part of it is when we only look at it one way by choice.
0: So I could do that. I mean, I could want salvation then out of selfishness. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the question.
1: Well, (laughs) people people accept salvation for different reasons. But um, yes, I mean, you can want salvation for different reasons. I mean, people...
0: Why don't we go to hell?
1: You say, right. And and some people will admit that's why they got saved. Is there anything wrong with that? (laughs) That's the question. Well, you know, I think God wants everyone to come to him. So whether it be out of fear, like these people are afraid, or out of really genuinely understanding his love for us, which they did not. Either way, I think God wants us to be reconciled with Him. I think He'd rather us be reconciled than not, even if it's out of fear.
0: Yes. But, yes. But it's out of deficit. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I understand we're born into sin. I understand we need a Savior. We need a Savior. We need saving. I understand, as with the message that we've kind of... we touched upon a bit, um, but as a Christian, we know it in our heart. You know, we, we talk about it every program. We give it all to Jesus. We talk about His resurrection. We talk about Him being the Lord and Savior. We talk about the Holy Spirit. So it's not diminishing that, but we could go into all of those things that you were going to go into at the beginning of the value of Christ. Mm-hmm. But we're coming at that from not deficit. We're coming at that from surplus. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a huge difference in orientation. Yeah, absolutely. I see this thing when I read it now, especially after not only salvation, but (laughs) maybe reading it repeatedly Mm -hmm. and age. I'm beginning to realize I'm not coming at it from save my soul. I'm coming at it. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. I'm not coming out at it, uh, at it from what I'm gonna, it's going to cost me, what, you know, what mm-hmm. I, I need to do in order to have it and enjoy it, and, mm-hmm. or what it's going to do to save my, you know, whoever, my, my people, me, my friends, my neighbors, my countrymen, any of those, the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not desperate anymore mm-hmm. in that sense. Which doesn't mean desperation doesn't have a place. But desperation is only as good as Jesus, then the prophecy fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But once the prophecy is fulfilled, there's no act of desperation. At that point, you move from the mind of Caiaphas to the mind of Jesus. And when you make that shift, right. it's a completely different world. Yeah. It's no buy one, it's not even any of that stuff. Twofers, yeah. buy one, get one free. It's not even, well, you're going to give it to me for free? What's yeah. wrong with it? Yeah. You know, or, you know, do I really need this around the house? Or would I look good in this? You know, I think a lot of people do put on Jesus in that sort of way. But that's not what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you understand what Jesus did for you, or when you come to that moment of desperation, which is, again, how God gets us there, if you give it to Jesus and you accept all of these dimensions of this prophecy and what the real mind of Christ is... Mm -hmm. You don't suffer that any longer. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all surplus. Mm-hmm. It's all, and I can tell you, counseling-wise, that's the biggest problem. People come in out of deficit. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have a need, but they're not really sure how to get the need fulfilled. Or if they have a problem, they don't know how to get the problem fixed, but it's always attached to a need. And with that, they really don't have a lot of confidence because they don't know. They're looking for me maybe to tell them somewhat. They're out of deficit. But what they don't really kind of understand or want to really live in, if they do have a conscious understanding, maybe it's not a heart thing yet, is God is in the business, as they say, of fixing all problems, of meeting all needs. Jesus is living, tangible proof that even the ultimate of deficits— Loss of your body can be, as you pointed out, reconciled.
1: Mm-hmm. The, this is the ultimate no strings attached. You know how people say, well, what's the catch? You know, this it's absolutely free. If you've seen something on TV and it said, call this toll free number and it's free, we would we'd be very skeptical of that, right? We'd be like, oh, there's something to that. And sometimes if you look real small, they have like little teeny print and you will say, Shipping, shipping and handling charges apply yes. or something like that. So it's like nothing's free. So when people come in to see us and then, you know, we offer this hope and, and we, we say it's free, you know, nothing's free. And they already have this guard up. Well, what's it going to cost me? What's attached to that? What, what do I have to do? And th- with Jesus, there's nothing because he's already done it. And it's just beautiful, but it's so hard to come to that conclusion because we want to attach a price to it. And maybe we've been hurt. Maybe somebody told us it was free and we believed it, and then we ended up having to pay. And well, maybe it cost us dearly.
0: Well, and, and I'm not even saying, and I guess I am saying, I don't want to be confusing Mm-hmm or uh, whatever the word would be, I can't think of it, where I'd say two sides of my mouth, talk out of both Mm -hmm. sides of my mouth. Say one thing and then say something different, hypocrite or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do think that at once we can value what Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can live there Mm -hmm. for a moment. But when you begin to really understand what Jesus did for us, We begin to understand you can't put a value on it because there is no consideration of value in the sense that God asks us to do even what he's willing to do, but it's not live out of deficit or need or loss and then spend our whole life because that's the whole idea of born into original sin Mm -hmm. is we come in in lost because the minute you leave your mom, (laughs) you're experiencing death. The minute you are born, you're dying. Right. Now, you know, you might say, well, that isn't really what he's talking about. And I know, again, I said, I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier the podcast. Right. But it's true. Right. From day, moment, minute, second, one, until mm-hmm. the day you die. You are dying. Mm-hmm. You are true. acting and reacting and moving from a place of loss. <laughs> and after however many years you have. You're going to realize it doesn't get any better. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But my mind, my body, in a human sense, doesn't like that. Right. But when I begin to realize that, then begin to realize the prophecy, then begin to realize what Jesus did for me, then begin to realize how glad and joyful I am that I'm not going to go to the pit where the worm is or hell where the heat is going to burn me up. I mean, you know, put people in the ground. You know what happens? They, de- they decomp, but you know what happens when they decomp? What? They burn up. They get hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just the way of the natural. It's mm-hmm. the way of the world. Right. But this idea, though, is the moment that I accept that Jesus is Lord and Savior, I don't operate out of trying to reconcile the loss because mm-hmm. there is no loss. My body, but my body's going to go anyhow, but that's not where the gain is. That's not where the real value, the real value right. is in my soul. Right. And what's my soul? It's in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he loved me enough to do this thing mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Really? Freely, mm-hmm. not not again. That it isn't worth anything. But when you really understand it, stop considering it. That mm-hmm. once you get the other side, because if you still think that way, you're still going to be penny pinching. Mm-hmm. You're still going to be thinking about what is going to happen. I probably need to save up this. I need to save up. I need to put that there. I need to do this. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's sell every everything you have, give it to the poor, and follow after me. Maybe mm-hmm. that really is what it is you can't take it with you when you go well
1: when we strive to try to quote pay for it then that diminishes the whole idea of it I just I mean I feel like so many uh, believers once they understand you know oh this gift he you know he died for me and then we want to pay for it as if we could but we want to try, you know, and so, and I'm not saying those are bad people. I mean, I think that's kind of a, a human way that we, you know, we receive this gracious gift. So we have to do something back and, get, you know, do, give God uh, something back for it. And he doesn't, yes, we serve him, but he doesn't want payment like repaid, you know. Well, you couldn't. We nothing can't you could do, do that. There's nothing we could do. that Nothing equal.
0: Caiaphas could do.
1: No, and
0: except kill Jesus. Well, and participate participated the plan,
1: and that's why God's led,
0: plan. That's
1: why it led to them plotting to his death because that was the only thing they knew to do. And we got to get I, rid of him. And yes,
0: and you put it better. I should need to be careful. That I mean, some would argue they didn't kill Jesus, but I think they were complicit. And if you've thought it, you've done it. You I know, mean, murder in your heart, you may not end up killing somebody, but that's probably not good. So, lest we think, though, lest our listeners think, though, that we're minimizing all the struggle, which I'm not, I'm not, lest the listeners or podcast listeners at this point think that I'm saying there's no value in it. Or somehow, again, diminishing the actual cost. Mm -hmm. Let me read a little bit more about the mind of Christ. But I'm going to tell our listeners, remind our listeners, you're listening to what is covenants. Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. We're going up to verse 32, and this is all in John 11. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept, the shortest verse in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Mm -hmm. Jesus therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Do you have it there in... Another version. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, Martha. The sister of him that was dead saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Mm -hmm. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And we, when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, <laughs> and that
1: come forth is powerful. Absolutely. From death to life, which is just a metaphor for us we were dead, and then he called us out. Yes. And that, I believe that, being the NIV says deeply moved, he has that same care, that same concern for us. It's not just Lazarus, his best friend, it's every single person on the earth that he cares the same amount for. And he wants to see everybody come out.
0: And the dead do come to life. Right. And that's what it says. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave cloths. Mm -hmm. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And it wasn't COVID. (laughs) It wasn't the COVID mask. Jesus saith unto him, loose him and let him go. Now, this is what got Caiaphas and his crew together. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the context of this, of course, is Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And the context of that is, is that he was dead. Right. And the context of that is they'd already put him in the tomb. Mm-hmm. And the context of that is that Jesus didn't get there on time. The context of that is Mary and Martha, who were dear friends of Jesus, mm-hmm. as well as with Lazarus. Right we're still respectful and Mm -hmm. appreciating and and all that were hanging out at Bethany at the time really was weeping. (laughs) And of course, they they did the same Caiaphas thing. They didn't do it quite like Caiaphas. Mm -hmm. They kept saying, though, well, you know, you could have been here. Mm -hmm. If you were here, maybe that's the Mm -hmm. best way to say Mm -hmm. the interpretation. I don't want to translate that wrong. But Mm -hmm. if you'd have been here, then it wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. How ridiculous for us because we know. Not only it had to happen in the way it did, but it didn't happen. It, it just looked like it happened. Mm-hmm. But that's the same thing with us. But you know, when the when the grave's open, you come out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that, that's.
1: <laughs> I just I was reading right after that. Um, Therefore, many who had come to see Mary and seeing what Jesus did believed in Him. But some of them went to the Pharisees, many believed, but some went to the Pharisees and told, told on him, told, <laughs> told what he did,
0: and then they called the meeting. It's the fire. That's what we were saying mm-hmm. earlier. This is the stuff that they knew was going on that was going to lead to the insurrection. And it did. Mm-hmm. But it isn't an insurrection, it's a resurrection. Right, exactly. And your heart's broken. And all that comes out. Mm-hmm. But not doesn't come out sad or sorrowful. Right. It comes out in resurrection power. hmm And the beautiful thing is that he
1: does he scold Martha for saying that? You know, does he get mad at her because she because she you know, struggled with that? The Bible says he understands and I for a long time I would because I memorized King James, and he remembers that we are but dust. You know, he knows our frame. He knows how we are. And even when we don't understand it, even when we're like, it's free, even when we don't see the whole story, he still is willing to go there with us.
0: Well, and and that is the mind of Christ. And that is even, as I read those passages or the scripture, those verses in this passage, mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to say is even for Jesus, there was groaning and there was right. weeping right. and these were his friends. These were his people. Mm-hmm. And so this is not easy. I don't want to minimize right. and even as with Christ, but I don't want to get lost in that because I don't want to come at this from a place of such deficit. I, I want to appreciate Right. I need Jesus, but I also want to understand that once I have accepted him as Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. I don't have to live in the loss because he's going to raise me from the dead. Right. There's nothing that can bind me. Even those things of the flesh, the grave cloth, mm-hmm. can't bind me. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a coffin. There they were in a cave and he was in a cave, Lazarus, too. Right. But there is nothing that can keep me from coming with him and in him mm-hmm. through him to serve God. Nothing. There's resurrection. Now, I don't know what the new body's going to be. I, I don't know whether it's going to have flesh. I, I don't understand any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the scripture gives anybody enough of an understanding of what that is. But the one thing I know is the stuff of me in Jesus doesn't die. Mm-hmm. and I don't think about that in deficit anymore. No.
1: I kind of feel like The so glory it's, of the Lord. Right. I kind of feel like it's the difference between and please understand how I mean this is between just reading the Old Testament and then having the New Testament. It's it's reading about him, the people that of that time and then the disciples that were living with him. To me it, it just You can't compare the two because it's like, you know, I've heard of him. I've heard of the one that's to come. We've read about him. (laughs) We don't really understand it, but we know he's coming. And then the disciples who lived every day with him and seen him in the flesh. There's no comparison because, yes, it's God. And I, I want our listeners to understand that I get that. But when we see him and we know him... And we see his free gift that comes with no strings attached is different. And I, I, my mind went back to Hagar when you were talking earlier. And I was thinking about, I know that's kind of a far off thing, but she, you know, she was sent away. And that whole thing with Abraham and, you know, the child and Isaac and Esau and, and that whole thing. And they tried to fix it themselves. But then she she was out In the desert. And she thought she was going to die. She felt so alone. And, you know, God came to her and offered her life. And she lived. And her her and her son were going to die, right? She even said, like, you know, we're going to eat our last meal. And then we're just going to sit here and die. Totally without hope. And God came and offered her something. We're... Coming at it, like you said, um, the deficit that she felt, I felt like she she didn't see any hope at all, and then Jesus came, and then, you know, then then we're coming from a place of, I'm going to live. There's life.
0: Well, there's no problem that can't be fixed. Yeah. If there's, if the ultimate challenge to all humanity is death, there's no problem that can't be fixed. Right. That there's no reason for hopelessness. There's no reason to approach it with fear. There's no right. reason to approach it in deficit. Mm-hmm. Right. And and what we do on the podcast is we do begin there because it's just the human nature. I know we've talked about this thing and what I'm about to say in several different ways, but we always get this point in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: it's our come to Jesus moment. Well, it's our salvation <laughs> right.
0: It's our glory. It's not my glory. It's God's glory in me. It's Jesus, the glory yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. But the idea is if anybody who might be listening, mm-hmm. if they understand what we're talking about, mm-hmm. they should be shouting.
1: Mm-hmm. And okay, so say you're not Hagar, say you're not in the desert and you think you're going to die. Then I think about Elijah. He knew better. He knew. He had hope, but yet. Where was he? He was hiding in, you know, the little, was it the wine press? Where where was he hiding at? And, and, you know, I'm the last one, and I'm the least, and now I'm gonna die too. You know, we don't have to be literally on the verge of death. Sometimes we're in our our own place, and... Safe, but we think we're going to die.
0: It's all part of that, though, is that it, that will always be in us to think that
1: way. Yeah, the worst, to think the worst. But
0: but what we need to, I think, always remember is greater is He that is in me than exactly. He in the world. Exactly. There's also always within us the resurrection power to overcome that. Right. And if we just do what we're doing now, mm-hmm. and and I don't mean that in the in the way of the shout comment. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be people who are listening who aren't shouting, which doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means you're not at the point yet, or you've not gone into the place yet where the fire is. Mm-hmm. But when you get that place, we're not going to have an insurrection, which is, again, what Caiaphas was worried about. The resurrection isn't even in initially physical dimension why Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's expedient that one man should die for all Mm -hmm. my job isn't to change the world that's God's right but even God is not going to change the rules of the world Mm -hmm. it's just the way it is but what he's going to do is give us safe passage through this world with the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit to overcome it so that we make it through without casualty Mm -hmm. does that mean you're not going to suffer the same fate as everything else Else in this world, no. Everything in this world dies. There's loss in this. That's how it works in mm-hmm. material dimension. Mm-hmm. But with Jesus and in the Holy Spirit, and even Jesus, as He, and this, we know what He was facing. He's facing His own death. Right. I'm not saying that's why He cried. I don't think it's selfish. I just think that this was <laughs> to let us know that He is both. Right, he is not exactly. only yes, he's not only the one that otherwise is a sacrificial lamb, but he is the one that resurrects us from the dead. It's just that we get to see that before we see him in that context, which would be nothing more than to add, I don't think, would be nothing more than given so that we might add extra dimension to our courage mm-hmm. as we face this thing. But that's also why people come see us. I'm not upset with them that they're coming to see us or that they have a problem or that they're right. operating on a loss. We all right. operate on a loss. It's in the right. flesh. Mm-hmm. But my job is to do what I do on the podcast, mm-hmm. which is probably not only to talk about it, mm-hmm. but to show it. Right. I, it's not emotion, but it's hard for me to show it without emotion. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily groan, but I confess. I cry sometimes mm. The sessions. Hard not to. Right. And Jesus did. Jesus did. So, you know.
1: How much more. Yes. Mm. And, you know, that, that to me is just a beautiful picture of how he, if he felt that way about Lazarus in the flesh, another person, imagine how he feels about humanity. You know, the, I mean, even they said, the Jews said, see how he loved him. I mean they could physically see how much he he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. How much more does he care about the world? I mean, this is just one person. And I know he was close to him. I know they were um, friends. You know, the Bible talks about that. But I just feel like how much more, how much more we can't even put words on it. I can't I so, can't find a word to articulate how much So you
0: and to- I could never do that. Out of the flesh. No. Right. We could never help people in that same way out of the flesh. We can tell them of Jesus in human dimension only. We could tell them intellectually through our knowledge. We can even do how I serve the podcast. We can even point out those scriptures. Yeah that really resound, Mm -hmm. that we believe that truly more than any of the others are all anointed, but might have that power, at least for us. Mm -hmm. But it takes the power of the Holy Spirit, it takes Jesus. And Carolyn, I'm going to ask this question. Though you and I can't do that out of the flesh, and we're no different than anybody, well we are different we commit ourselves to christ mm-hmm. and we've bothered to read and study and we bother to do these things mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. and we bother to listen mm-hmm. not only to our pay uh, counselees but to jesus speaking to us the mm-hmm. word in us but carolyn do you care about your counselees in the same way jesus cared about lazarus Now, I I don't know. You can answer that if you want to. You may not want to, and you may not have to. I will say this before I give it to you to decide how you do want to respond. I aspire to that, though. I don't Mm want to be Caiaphas. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say, well... Yeah, but still, it's in your best interest you just turn in the other cheek. Oh, uh, yeah, but still, it's in your best interest that you just go ahead and give. Yeah, it's in your best interest to go ahead and, and tithe or mm-hmm. uh, make offering or do whatever it is that you do, that person, that counselor does, uh, for family, for the church. Uh, take care of your mom. Take care of your brother, your sister, your neighbor. It's all good for society. It'll all bring us together, unify us, and you're shaking your head. No. It's selfish because it's all about making them better. I want them to get better, but what I want them to realize is it isn't going to come out of selfishness. I, I am not going to help you get better just so that you're better. That's not the point. Right. The point is, I'm going to help you get better so that you can trust God and give your whole life to Him in that way that you're not operating out of deficit, but you're really connected to the vine, mm-hmm. <laughs> the stem to the vine, To, to you're producing fruit, you're bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. You're going to still struggle with it because it's human nature, but we can get past this. I, I said I was going to give it to you, sorry. <laughs>
1: No, that's, that's exactly, that's the perfect word, I think, that we aspire to do that. And that's where I get out of the way. They can't be looking at me. They can't be, they can listen to me in the physical aspect of, you know, we're in the same room together. But I want them to hear God speaking to them. I don't want them to hear me telling them what they want to hear. I want them to hear what God is speaking to them and then realize that they can go forward in the power of the Holy Spirit and do that and believe that and have that faith. But, oh, we're in trouble if I'm, you know, trying to fix them or, or, you know, offer them something out of my humanity. That's not going to end well. (laughs) And so when I speak with someone, I want them to... I, want to, I heard somebody say it this weekend, shove Jesus out front. That's what my goal is, and to aspire to that, to be Jesus to them so that they don't really see Carolyn, they see the Word Jesus. and Jesus.
0: And I'm going to go back. I read this earlier. Uh, but even with Jesus, it's what we're saying. He said it in this way, at least I think it, it applies. Jesus saith unto her, verse 40, Said I not unto thee that, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone for the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. All right. And again, when he thus had spoken he cried with a loud voice last come forth you know I I don't do that in counseling sessions maybe (laughs) you know I wouldn't put anything past me amen but what I do believe though is is the same thing it's not out of my power it's out of God right and and even so is Jesus he's my Lord and my Savior and I get emotional yeah. I'm thankful. I am so yeah. appreciative. Oh, no. He said it to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even in the counseling sessions, though, it's not me. Right. And Jesus had had to. It was. It, it would not happen. Mm-hmm. He would not have been worthy had he yeah. taken any credit for it. Mm-hmm. But it's not that he tried to take credit for it. Right.
1: He just gave it to God. He always and, pointed back to God.
0: Right. And and I know even trying to explain this, it starts to get into that bizarre, weird sort of crimp, uh, cringy sort of thing, mm-hmm. where you think, "Am I really? Liche. Am I really saying this in the right way?" Mm-hmm. All I know is it's just as genuine or authentic as it is on the podcast. Mm-hmm. When the spirit falls, or as it, he say, or as he manifests himself, mm-hmm. which is probably the way we'd probably say it in in terms of our podcast and the counseling right. sessions. I am just as humbled and at awe with it. But I know enough to say, Lazarus, come forth. Because I can see the stone being rolled away. I can see the body (laughs) coming out of the tomb. I can see the resurrection, the fire of the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit transforming that person. (laughs) They're going to leave my office just like they came down off the mountaintop. A transfiguration, Mount Transfiguration with Jesus, Peter, James, and John, and they're going to face all these things. Right. They're going to leave my office. But in that moment, we have shared a mountaintop experience. Mm-hmm. In that moment, we have witnessed resurrection power. Mm-hmm. Just so much, even in a day-to-day sort of context, that we might even have greater faith when the ultimate crossing over occurs. Right. And we no longer have to suffer. Mm-hmm. The loss that's associated with the flesh or the material world—we are completely at that point transformed, transfigured, even as with the mm-hmm. Mount of Transfiguration. Mm-hmm.
1: That resurrection, that—and I can't help but think when you said that we can speak, Lazarus come forth. I should say it stronger than that. But I—I I just I'm overwhelmed by thinking about how that we've had those moments in our lives, and we want that for someone else, and we want them to know we've. We've been there. We've been in that position. And we've seen what God can do. And we know that he can take death to life. So we want you to see this too. We want you to experience this and not stay in your death, but come out and live.
0: And, and I would not, you're not, inclined. I'm not inclined to say <laughs> we are the only ones. Right. I know we're not. Right. But whether it's us that gets to hear, see it, we get to say it. You get to hear it. We get to say it and then see it. Testimony of there's somebody else. We still want you to do it. Right. Don't let the devil keep you bound in your brain cloths. Mm -hmm. Don't let the devil continue to Persuade you or insist you're operating out of, you are not operating out of deficit. You never were. He's just tricked you into believing that you do not have resurrection power in you and that there's nothing that this material world could bring to you, throw at you, put you in, put you through, that you are not going to make it in such a grand glorious way even as Lazarus coming out of the tomb or whatever might be the manifestation of that for your life right but it's going to happen the good news of course is Jesus makes it happen and I get to tell the story
1: right would you say that's one of Satan's biggest lies is to not believe in the resurrection power that we have within us
0: yes from the very beginning that was was the lie yeah you're going to die yeah, that's true. They told Adam and Eve that. And from that point on, we've been having this type of need. I Selfishness. Guess, sh- yes, but to share the message mm-hmm. of encouragement. Right. And I want to say this. I don't think anybody pays enough attention to censor us. I don't think. But if we had a platform... This is the kind of stuff they don't want you to hear. The Caiaphas, those that are of religious or political mm-hmm. persuasion mm-hmm. that are only there because they only care about themselves. And then the whole system is rigged mm-hmm. to support that. Yeah. They're going to go tell on us. <laughs> they <laughs> are. And the Pharisees. They are. And you know, you're <laughs> laughing. But I would not be surprised five years from now if we're doing something like this, we're going to have to do it in a closet somewhere and we're going to have to put it out there under some alias and we're going to have to continue or they'll track us down because they don't want anybody to know about the resurrection power of Christ if it means they are not bound to their authority. But they're not satisfied with just telling you what to do. Because Christians are pretty cooperative. I mean, God tells us to be. They want to take your life because that is the ultimate price. But it gets us back to the devil. Mm-hmm. The only thing that he can do that gives him any sense of value is to kill you. Mm-hmm. To kill, steal, and destroy.
1: Well, if we believe the lie, he doesn't necessarily have to kill us. So we just buy into it because I, I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, revelations that they would believe a lie. And, you know, I've often wondered, what's that lie going to be? Not that it pertains to me necessarily because I don't plan on being here, but after Jesus comes back. But that they would believe a lie, you know, how, how could you... And that's why it's happening now, David. That's why it's so slow because you can't come in and just overnight and be like, okay, tomorrow, everybody's, you know, Christians, you're illegal. You know, you you can't do it that way. It has to be the slow fade into what they want. And so, I mean, I see it coming, obviously, but, oh, I just, I, you know, my heart goes out, but I also, you know, wonder... How are people going to buy into this? And I already have theories, but. Um,
0: Conspiracy theories, Carolyn.
1: Hey, they're, not, they're legit to some people. I know. Some people believe in I, it wholeheartedly. And I, I really believe that's how they're going to believe a lie, because they already believe something kind of, you know, strange. it's Antichrist.
0: Yeah. It's Christ, right. Antichrist. It's just right. enough mm-hmm. to flip the narrative. But we know the difference. So, should our podcast listeners want to hear Lazarus come forth? Right. How do they get Not from Carmen either. How do they get a hold of us? (laughs) Is
1: anybody old enough to remember that? I remember Carmen. (laughs) Um, So, we would love for you to get in touch with us. Um, You can give us a call 304 528 9220. And you can also email us at covenants.llc1 dot com (laughs) no what am I saying I have no idea (laughs) oh lord I got I got I got in a lost place thinking about Carmen at yahoo yeah at yahoo.com whoo um, there's too many, there, we have so many ways that can get a to hold ma- of us. That's
0: right, make it easy.
1: Well, it, it's easy, but there's like 17 things to remember. David. You,
0: you would <laughs> not have a hard time finding us somewhere.
1: Exactly. You can even go on Facebook and look us up um, under Covenants, and you can find a link to our podcast there, or you can go online, covenantsonline.com. And you know,
0: uh, now I now remember at the start, I had two things that I got kind of tripped up there in our bantering. Yes. I remember one of the other things that I was. to I have a to. habit of doing that. I trip you up and whatever, wherever you're going. I, I try to track, it. though. We try, we do, I think the Holy Spirit gives us the power to stay yes. in a moment together. Yes. Hopefully our listeners can stay with us. We take them in different directions. So, I start the podcast as I finish. With a twofer. Covenants. <laughs> What is covenants? Then I say specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling and ministry. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. What is covenants? Question mark. Specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling ministry. It's actually on a podcast. The podcast title is What is Covenants? Specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling and ministry. Then the question mark. So oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just put in what is covenants, and you'll find us. Google. I think it's even on Bing. I. Uh, You'll find us, and uh, there's all kinds of podcasts. They post them links on the search engines for specific podcasts.
1: You go on Apple Podcasts, but you if you go signs.
0: to wherever RSS.com is mm-hmm. where we're at, and I mean that's our like I don't know our platform that we work off of. But if they want to go there, it's really nice. You can find all of our stuff there. Uh, but if you like. Going through Apple, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever, do so. But just type in what is Covenants, Specialized Pastoral Care. You don't even have to get to Christian Counseling Ministry. You could probably just get away with what is Covenants and uh, find us. So, Carolyn, was that enough banter?
1: (laughs) Yes. Coofers. I got too much in my uh, my, uh, thrifting connoisseur, you know, freebies. Yes, I I do like that, and this is the best deal ever.
0: Yes, And, and we're talking about, of course, Jesus and our salvation, but we're also talking about joining us on What is Covenant Specialized Special Care Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. Until then, be blessed.